0: To your right to speak discussions on social justice and advocacy. This is episode 70 and you're listening to the Rising Youth Podcast edition. I'm your host Salvatore. On today's episode we'll be talking with Ria, who is 16 years old and is a global health inventor. Ria and a colleague of hers started a platform of websites that are meant to educate students, uh, youth and young adults about the importance of the Sustainable Development Goals SDG. The platform is called Future Shot Factory and it combines SDGs based uh, issues with the use of technology. I was very much looking forward to having Ria on the show today as I love big ideas and I'd love to see when the big ideas are put into action. Uh, Ria, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Sure, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for that introduction. As Salvatore mentioned, I'm Ria, and I kind of built this project around wanting to really educate other young kids. So I realized at a young age, I was working in a research hospital when I was about 15, and I kind of realized that there's so many different issues in our world that are surrounded around social justice and politics and social work and impact, but there isn't really a way that society is teaching us how to solve them, especially in schools. So I always thought that what if there's a way that I could educate? Other teenagers and youth like me about the same topic, just through a lens of actually making impact and applying what you've learned and gaining better resources to do that. So I'm really excited to be sharing a little bit about that here today and hopefully inspire other people to start doing the same thing.
0: I cannot wait to see where this journey uh, today takes us. Um, same here. I'm very excited. I think uh, it's very cool that you were also doing research at age 15. Uh, So kudos to you. I know I wasn't doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, I know what your project is. I've been researching it and I'm very excited about it. But I know the listeners would love to know more about it. Can you explain what it is, uh, why it got started and how you started it?
1: Of course. So I started it um, actually in January of 2020, kind of dating back a little bit. My friend and I, we submitted to a competition, um, which was kind of like an innovation competition. And we thought about how we wanted to make an impact. So the best way that we knew how was applying for things and, you know, trying to get ourselves out there. Um, We were so sure that we would win the competition, but you know, obviously things don't always work out. And I didn't realize that at the time, but it was working out for the best where we didn't win the competition. We kind of regrouped together and we thought about what is one thing that's preventing a lot of youth from participating and taking an active role in social justice and advocacy and in really any parts of society. What is what are barriers to entry that are stopping kids from doing that? And we realized that one of them is that not all kids always qualify for competitions or projects or grants um, are really applying to things. And there's not always opportunities that are out there for young people, depending on the areas that they live and how they grow up. So we wanted to create a platform that other people can, especially other teenagers, can harness and take a look at immediately and understand resources that are there to help them and understand the implementation of things like technology with social impact goals. So that's kind of how the project started. Basically, we named it Future Shot Factory and we decided that this would kind of be an incubator for helping other kids solving problems. So basically, we started out by hosting a bunch of different projects on the platform and we made websites for all those projects. So they're all on the central platform with our domain that's our website. You can go click on all those projects and you can see how different projects tackle different sustainable development goals. So there's health, there's climate, there's a bunch of different areas. There's clean water and sanitation. We really explored, and we're always updating our website. We work with two other interns that are helping us to update our website and add projects continuously. But the basis of the platform is to add value to other people so they can understand the implementation of technology with sustainable development goals, because it's a very rare area that most people don't tend to look at. And we want to break down barriers in that area and make it less taboo. Um, So that's one thing. And the next thing is hopefully in the future, we are kind of thinking of plans to turn into more of an investment form or kind of a fund where we actually fund other YouTube projects and make the process much easier for them. So they don't have to go through this whole process of applying, but more so they can discuss their vision with us and we can give them the resources, whether that's mentorship, whether that's finance, whatever they need to help them through the process of kind of, you know, helping their project come to life. So we just want to really want to make sure that we're making as many opportunities as we can for youth, because a lot of programs now are very selective, are not always inclusive of everyone around them. And we want to make sure that we're including everybody. So we are ready to provide any resources to other people who are also developing social impact projects. And hopefully that's one thing that we can focus on in the future, kind of turning into a fund or more of a think tank for them.
0: That sounds amazing. I uh... I'm not often speechless, and, <laughs> but, uh, I definitely am in this moment. <laughs> it, it sounds great. I mean, I, um, I, I love it. So in one of my, um, jobs I used to do a, I used to be, I was an incubator to help you start businesses and, uh, wow. you know, I, I just love this idea. I, uh, it's just great, it's uh, it's sparked an, an old passion of mine, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it is true what you're saying about you know, not a lot of resources being offered to youth, uh, even in terms of like grants and stuff like that. Like, that For was sure. one of the challenges I faced in helping my youth start their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I believe that the Rising Youth Grant, it, it, were you able to, like you're alumni from the Rising mm-hmm. Youth. Um, yeah. So the, I know that that is a fairly um, easy process to get that. Yep. I was wondering if you can speak a little bit of your experience with the Rising Youth.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, They were some of the best people I've ever met in my life. And I've definitely, even at my age of trying to make impact, um, you would think that I would get a lot of, or I would be able to seek out a lot of opportunities, but I definitely applied to so many different funds, so many different grants. And I never met the criteria because my idea was a little bit more ambitious. It was not something that was completely worked on in the beginning, but I needed to be able to gain financial and Mentorship resources to build it out. So I decided to apply for Rides to Youth because a friend of mine applied uh, a couple years ago, and she said that they're an amazing organization and they do a lot of really amazing stuff for youth. Um, they don't just leave you at giving you uh, some of money to work on your project. They actually give you resources, a hub to help you out, support from other alumni and mentors. So I knew that I had to apply. And I first applied for the $200 grant to help us basically make domains for our website, um, gain resources like graphic designers, things like that, to kind of help us build everything out um, and also get access to more exclusive content. So we could really better understand the process of some of these things that we're putting on our website. And I can definitely say that after going through the whole process, it was about a form on the process for me because we... We're really focused on hitting milestones with our project and by the end of the whole um grant with rising youth i was able to write a report for them and kind of reflect on everything and i can definitely say that it taught me a lot about time management communicating with your team during that time when we were working with them on the grant we got two more people under us like i talked about our interns and they've been working with us to kind of develop this idea out but I realized how hard it is to go from working with one person to working with almost three people. It's a whole new area. And I just realized that if I want to build um, an organization or a company or develop this into a a think tank in the future, I definitely have to learn how to work with people, how to work alongside people, how to make sure that everyone is communicating efficiently. And I can definitely see that through the whole process of that grant, it really forced me to get out of my comfort zone and communicate with my team and learn a lot of team building skills to build out this project so rising youth was amazing and helping out and kind of being a force function for me in that area but i would also say the mentors and just talking to the team uh, they were always willing to help out they were always willing to find opportunities to connect with other organizations to learn more about what they do so they're a very very open and incredible brand i definitely recommend everyone applying to them and the great thing about them is that you don't have to always commit to plus grants, you can start off small. You can commit to $250 grants, uh, depending on how, what stage your idea is in. So it's a really, really amazing grant that takes into account people at all stages of developing a company or project. And you can do something as simple as a community service project to launching a global platform or launching a bigger company. So it's really inclusive of a lot of ideas. And I definitely recommend a lot of youth, if you can, to apply because it's a really easy process, and they are always in direct contact with you. They literally got back to me the next day, so I was really, really in touch with them. And I'm really, like, I'm really excited to be part of the alumni network because I know I'll learn a lot from other other people who went through
0: the same process. It's, you know, like I, uh, as I was saying before, there's been, you know, I've been helping youth develop businesses before, and. Uh, you know, Rising Youth is one of the few uh, grants out there that I know offers such great support um, and allows youth an easier way to get money to kind of start up their own projects. It it's yeah. been great, and I've been talking with alumni for, let's say, about a year now, and everyone is saying the same thing that not only is the process easy, but the support that Rising Youth gives with gives to the youth, like the mentors.
1: That's mm-hmm.
0: the most beneficial part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I know uh, before we we're talking about sustainable development goals, and I know what they are, <laughs> but uh, some people may not know. <laughs> and uh, I was wondering if you can kind of explain what are the sustainable development goals? Um And then I have another follow-up question for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I would say that uh, basically just to kind of explain in simpler terms, the United Nations put out these lists of sustainable development goals, goals that they want different countries in the world to hit in social justice and impact, because they realized that they weren't making that much progress in just building country relationships. And they wanted to put out a forcing function, basically, as I like to call it, for other countries, basically the world's teams, um, youth, know, young adults, boys, girls, men, women, to really get out there and be like, okay, these are the goals that we need to focus on. How can we build impact towards them and how can we uh, build projects that help address those goals? So that really kind of kick-started a whole new revolution of companies uh, being come out. Unfortunately, because of the single development goals, I was able to build my company and my project around that as well, but basically they put out this list of sustainable development goals that range from good health and well-being to climate action to clean water and sanitation to gender equality. So, all these different goals that highlight a different sector of things that they want our future to focus on, and collectively these goals represent things that we should be kind of zoning in on and emphasizing when we build projects for the future. So that's kind of a gist of what it's about. You can definitely learn more if you type in sustainable development goals" on the internet. There's many different companies and resources. Um, one of my favorite resources that I go to is called World's Largest Lesson Network. They actually have so much content that's around the development goals, and I learned a lot from them because they have content that's addressable to teenagers and that's easy for teenagers to understand around. SDG goals. That's a resource if any of the audience is interested in checking it out, you can just type that into the internet and you'll find their website Um, and you can contact them, you can learn more about what they do and you can also access their content and basically get a better idea of how you can be involved in social impact. So that's kind of the gist of what the sustainable development goals are. They're called SDG goals for short as I like to refer them as and they, you can pick an area of any SDG people to focus on. We're more focused on collectively educating people about all of them, but I would definitely say that our top three are around education, good health and well-being, and gender equality.
0: Wow, that's a great explanation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you enhanced my knowledge right now some more, too. <laughs> um, What I think is so really unique about your project is you really kind of marry technology and the SDGs together. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you come up with that idea and how do you do that?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would say that when I realized that the Sustainable Development Goals were put out, Uh, I was always very focused on medicine, so I always wanted to make an impact in the medical space. And then I realized that, you know, there's so many goals in our world, there's so many ways to make an impact that it doesn't always need to be just through some sort of occupation or just a job. So I remember one of my mentors told me, he said, the only way to achieve unconventional success is to take an unconventional path. Basically, that means that the only way to achieve a success is different from other people is to take a different path towards it. So when I turned 16, I was entering grade 11, and I decided that I didn't just want to rely on school clubs or, you know, being part of school-based activities to make a difference. I wanted to actually go to a national impact, to an international impact, and try to spread a better message of how can we make impact around these SDG rules. So I started speaking at different summits and conferences to raise awareness about The importance of things like global health policy, gender based policy, involving women in public decision making, eliminating violence against women. Um, I used to be, I'm still very, very passionate about these areas, but now I'm more focused on educating people, like I said, about all these different goals. So I would say that the way that I started out was actually getting mentors. And this is something that. I would highly recommend for every single young adult teenager watching this LinkedIn is an amazing network where you can connect with people that you're interested in, in your area. That's how I was able to get amazing mentors connect to amazing different opportunities, reach out to people to learn more about them, and also examine companies that are really making impact in the space so I can work with them in the future. Um, They've definitely been like my mentors along my side uh, have really Educating me about what's going on in the world and how to take a stance towards wanting to fix it and how to actually start making an impact. So, if you want to build a company or a project, how do you start by doing that? You know, what is the process of going through that? Um, how do you think about things like team building and gaining mindsets and skills to build these kind of things? So, it's a lot of stuff that goes together, and it's really overwhelming sometimes when you think about I want to make an impact, but I have no idea where to start. I would definitely recommend making a LinkedIn profile getting yourself known online, building a strong network of people, of mentors that you can contact. So when it comes down to the time, you can always ask them to, you know, give you opportunities that they can potentially trust you in or build a closer relationship with them. So you can kind of use that in the future and you can get better guidance towards wanting to build stuff like that. I would also say that the internet, just like research and opportunities on the internet is very, very underrated. When I was about 14, I knew that in the future, I would kind of have to rely on myself for these opportunities. So I started off as a young, at a young age doing research into clubs, um, like national clubs that I could join to make impact for other people, how to start my own clubs, things like that. That's how I came across an organization called Girl Up, which is actually a gender equality organization and they are part of the UN Foundation. And I connected with them. Um, A long time ago, I connected to their director and they're doing some amazing, amazing work on gender equality. You can basically sign into their portal and you can just start a chapter in your school, in your local area for raising awareness and fundraising towards gender equality. I mean, how cool is that? right? All these opportunities are at the tips of our fingers and most people don't recognize it because you don't always know where to look or you don't always know how to learn. So I think teaching kids these kind of skills are really important of knowing where to look and how to look at opportunities. But I think the internet is an amazing resource that most people don't really take a look at at first. And I highly recommend every single person do that. That's how I got started. And that's how I recommend other people get started as well.
0: I think you make like a a few good points. One of them being, you know, research, you never, you don't know what's out there basically Mm -hmm. and what's at your fingertips. And, you know, I tell, you know, some of the youth that I work with or have worked with in the past about business development that you need to research. You don't know what's out there yet, right? So Mm -hmm. it's a very true point that you made. And the other piece, uh, and I think... You um, are a good example of adult youth uh, partnerships and what that looks like, you know, how using a mentor and having a mentor, not only to kind of guide on how to develop an organization, but also really to open up doors for you. Because as a youth, some doors are closed to you, but adults can really get those doors opened.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I think that there's always someone to learn from. There's always someone who knows the space better than you do, who knows the industry better than you do. I've talked to a lot of teen activists, and really all they said was that sometimes they were thrown out into the field and they just had to kind of look for a lot of things on their own. And they really regret not having a mentor, having somebody who can guide them towards opportunities, who can connect them to other people who are doing powerful things. So I really recommend every single teenager out there connect on platforms like LinkedIn, get a mentor that you can really, uh, that you can learn from and that can also guide you through the process. Um, And if you want to learn more about project building and startup building, I don't know if you've ever heard of Y Combinator. They're an amazing, amazing startup incubator. They get like 5,000 plus submissions. Um, They're an incredible incubator that is focused on startup building. And they actually have a startup program that's completely free. You don't even have to apply for it. You can just register. It's an eight week boot camp, and they basically teach you Everything that has to do with design sprinting, basically coming up with ideas, um, design building, design thinking. So how to actually build ideas for the future, how to think of problem solving in a different way, um, how to build a company. You're required to meet with your teams, you're required to send updates. So it's really an amazing forcing function. And if you're interested in that kind of stuff, Y Combinator is a great incubator for you if you want to start off in business or-
0: That is a great resource. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. you know, I'm gonna read a, a small quote that I've taken from your website. And uh, I want to get you, I wanted to see what your if you could build on that a little bit more for me, because it I, I loved when I read it. So on your website, you know, it states that future shot factory, um, or at Future Shot Factory, we're passionate about turning moonshots into earth shots. Mm-hmm. Earth shots are goals that are currently impossible currently impossible achieve or 10 times what is possible we believe that humanity needs to set more moonshot goals in order to f- uh, force innovation and collaboration i really love that quote <laughs> um and i you know i relate to it so much because i I'm also someone who, I mean, I have these huge grandeur ideas and I'm right. someone that's like, let's just do it. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. get there. Let's just, you know, start the process. So exactly. I, I just, I love it. Um, I was wondering if you can kind of, I get it, <laughs> but, you know, maybe <laughs> if you can kind of explain a little bit more of why do you think humanity needs these moonshot ideas?
1: Because I think... Ever since we started, so first of all, I call them moonshots and it's kind of a general term ever since the the landing of the moon happened. Mm -hmm. um, It was kind of an idea where everyone thought before we couldn't accomplish everything, anything that was this grant or we were able to even go to the moon. Mm -hmm. I mean, how, how, like what kind of idea is that? So we were able to do it. And ever since the industrial revolution, it's been this idea of goals that seem impossible are called moonshots. And I believe that in society, There is never an idea that's ambitious enough. That's really what I believe. There's never an idea that's ambitious enough. I take the time to study a lot of role models in society, a lot of business leaders. And one of the top people that I like to study, uh, his name is Elon Musk. So everyone knows him, CEO of Tesla. But he also built a company called SpaceX. Everyone said that there is no way that he's able to build reusable rockets, which which is what SpaceX is built off of, or he was able to go back to space. Uh, because we haven't been there in so long or, or to the moon or things like that. So everyone was like, you can't do this, you can't do this. And he basically outproved everyone. He proved that he was able to do it. He proved that he was able to build a company that could satisfy those needs. And the more that I study companies like that, the more that I study projects like that, I just realized that humanity, we're not ambitious enough. There is no idea that is ambitious enough. I think that. Every single person that is ambitious, we need to kind of 10X that and think, how can we think outside the box? Even bigger than that, you know? I um, remember, I was with my mentor and did a thought experiment, basically thinking 10% bigger versus thinking 10x bigger. So thinking 10% bigger for the future, what is something that's going to come down the line that's kind of thinking 10% bigger? So it's not really a big change. It's just something that can come down in the future if we continue the way that things are versus thinking 10x bigger. What is an idea that we don't even know is going to work or that doesn't even seem realistically possible that could be accomplished down the line? So, you know, a bunch of these ideas kind of mixed together. How can we think about them in a way of maybe sustainable development goals, right? So taking gender equality, for example, what is an outrageous idea that you have for gender equality that you don't think will be able to be accomplished, or you don't even know if we're anywhere near accomplishing? Think of that goal that seems outrageous, that seems impossible to everyone, and that is something that I think people should be focusing on. So I personally believe that there is no idea that's ambitious enough. There is no idea that's truly impossible. It's just a way that we think of it. And it's just our resources in the present that limit us from achieving that goal. And I think that right now our society is in dire need of moonshot ideas because we are lacking in involving other people, important people in the conversation in terms of stakeholders, in terms of other people's perspectives. I remember I was in a lab once when I was in the hospital and one of my mentors, um, she's, part of the AI committee at the hospital. And she told me that, you know, people who are older, people who are doing their things like PhDs, because all of them were kind of working in medicine and they already had a lot of their education. They said that we keep people, we keep young people like you around because we never want to forget that anything is, nothing is impossible. We never want to forget that ideas are, there's no idea that's ambitious enough. So when she told me that, that's when I realized that we need to involve perspectives of other people uh, stakeholders like teenagers, youth, women, men, everyone that needs to be involved in the conversation, because that's when we really get everyone thinking. Everyone in the same room gets put together, and we can actually start brainstorming about ideas that seem impossible, that seem moonshot level. But we need them to be able to build a future. We need them to be able to build hope for the future. To you know, kickstart different innovations and start working on areas that we didn't think. More possible. I also think that moonshots and believing in ambitious ideas is what keeps us alive. It's it's what keeps people like me alive too. I wake up every morning thinking about how things work, thinking about what if we change this completely, and what if we give a moonshot idea to this? You know, what if we work start working on a moonshot goal towards this area? So I think moonshot ideas keep our society alive, and they keep us from working towards. They keep us working towards something. Um, So I really believe that those are some of kind of the points that I wanted to address on that topic. Um, Really thinking about moonshots is very subjective to other people. But for me, it's just thinking about what is a vision of the future that seems impossible, that seems outrageous. And what are things that people are telling you that are impossible that you can start working on? Because I think once you have a moonshot thinking mindset, once you have a 10x thinking mindset, I think that's one of the most important things that any entrepreneur can have, in my opinion. Um, Because if you don't try, then you don't really know.
0: And microphone drop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a microphone here, but I'll just pretend. <laughs>
0: <happened>. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could explain it as eloquently as you just did, but I agree wholeheartedly in everything you've said. I think you know, mm-hmm. like I work in social services, and there's a lot of gaps in the system and in policies. For sure. Uh, at various levels. And mm-hmm. one of the the issues I have is we're not thinking out of the box to address what's going on. We're keeping the status quo. We're, you know, I'm a risk taker, we're too scared mm-hmm. to take risks to see what would happen. And for me it's like if what we're doing is not working, we obviously need to try something completely different. For sure. Yeah. so yeah no i uh microphone drop for you uh, <laughs> it, it, you know it, it's yes i i hope you never lose that because uh it, it's such important uh, idea to have mm-hmm. for sure yeah. uh we're almost near the end geez a time flies by fast <laughs>
1: I know. You get me thinking about this stuff and talking and it just never ends. Tell me the yeah, I, uh,
0: There was just so much I wanted to uh, touch upon, um, but maybe we'll go over just a little. But uh, yeah. I did want to ask you, you know, for what advice you would give youth who uh, or young adults who are kind of starting their own project or business.
1: I remember that I did touch on um, getting a mentor, getting Mm -hmm. a support network, Mm -hmm. but also researching into business incubators that can help you out. is a great resource. So I mentioned Black Combinator. Another incubator is called DMZ by Ryerson. If you live in the Toronto area, Um, Ryerson is a university in Toronto and they basically house a a DMZ, which is a um, business incubator, tech incubator. So it's kind of like a summer boot camp where you're able to apply and you're able to work through eight weeks of building a business, pitching to different investors, things like that. So getting the feel of what it's really like to build your own project. I would say that the Knowledge Society, um, I was connected to them. And I was actually an alumni uh, for them for a little bit. They're a program that's like a teen accelerator. And they taught me a lot of mindsets. They taught me um, a lot of things about building companies and building projects that I never really explored before. So you can just type them into the internet and you'll be able to find their website and you can connect to more of their alumni to learn a little bit more about what they do. Um, I even think applying to ideas, uh, organizations like Rising Youth is a great way to start out because honestly, Future Shot, when we started out, we were basically nothing and Only because of Rising Youth, we were able to get the resources we need to build the websites, to market ourselves, to gain a better platform and network. So I would say that even if you have an idea that's not a huge company or anything yet, that's why Rising Youth is amazing because they look at your idea and they look at the substance of the idea more than the development or the stage it's in. So they give you resources based on what you need and they give you amazing mentorship and connect you with different people who can help you as well. So those are just some resources that I would say to start off if you want to get active in the space, but always just on more of a mental and emotional note, just always keep hope that you can do something. I know that it's frustrating for teenagers because not all adults, companies, CEOs always trust young people uh, because you know we they think we no, we're not developed, I think that we don't have a developed opinion about what's going on, but that couldn't be farther from the truth, mm-hmm. especially in the... area area that we're in now with the pandemic and forcing us to reflect on our ideas and forcing us to reflect on how we can make a bigger impact. There's always a select group of teenagers that are wanting to push the status quo and that are wanting to build a new future and a new vision. So don't lose hope even if someone tells you, because I've had so many people countless times tell me that it's not possible tell me that I'm not gonna go anywhere with this. And now I'm in the process of going through undergrad and wanting to build a better impact in international politics and business. So never ever let anyone tell you different because if you take your future in your own hands, I know that sounds super cheesy, but if you're actually able to go out of your own way to build opportunities for yourself, then I guarantee you that will empower you to wanna be a better innovator and change maker. that's just something that I would say is my biggest piece of advice kind of broken down into separate areas for young adults. Um, and you can always reach out to me. I have my email, riametha9001 at gmail.com. You can always connect with me on LinkedIn as well. It's just for metha. If you want to grab a virtual coffee or talk about things, um, I'd love to kind of help anybody out, um, and connect you with my network as well, if I can find a way to help you. So yeah.
0: I think that, you know, it's great advice, uh, it's so true what you've said that some adults just kind of put down youth or for teens sure. and, you know, don't believe in their ideas, but, you know, I've witnessed firsthand that some of the greatest work that's ever been done has been through youth for sure, hands down. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is true. What you're saying is it's just pushing forward and plugging through and, you know, really kind of ignoring the, the non-supporters, <laughs> For sure, Uh, Um, right I mean like uh, yeah sorry what were you gonna say
1: no i was just gonna say that I think it's um I I realized that when I think about the motivation of why I was able to get here today it's actually because the people who both brought me down but then also Mm. lifted me up I really think that you'll end up thinking both types of people at the end because you'll realize the people who try to pull you down gave you motivation and gave you that fire to be like, you know what, I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to prove myself wrong. I'm actually going to put my effort towards this and try to do something. So use it towards your advantage because people like that are not going anywhere, but that doesn't mean that you can't go somewhere with that, you know, energy that you get from that.
0: It's true. Now you can say, look at me now.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's Um, the best feeling.
0: I have two more questions. Uh, I know (laughs) we're a little bit over, but It's just been such a pleasure to talk with you. Um, I know you mentioned there were, I think, three, two or three um, SDGs that you're kind of focusing on. I think it was education, gender equality, and I can't remember if there was another one.
1: Uh, Good health and well-being.
0: Good, good that's right. Um, Is there like a specific one that uh, you're kind of focusing more on now? And what are you doing with the idea?
1: For sure. I would say good health and Um, well-being. Like I said, I started off in medicine, but I never ever lost my passion for medicine. I started looking at it more of a a broader perspective. So not Mm. only thinking about um, medicine and hospitals and being a doctor, but actually global health. So thinking about the world's health, right? From a different point of view. So I actually built up, um, when I was in the hospital, I was piloting an idea with some people from the research board of thinking about how can we give resources to developing countries through technologies like virtual reality and artificial intelligence so right now telemedicine um, if you guys don't know what that is it's basically just a platform of medicine where you can log on uh, that's kind of how doctors are doing things nowadays with virtual appointments so you literally just log on to a platform and you have a doctor sitting across a screen so how can we make that process more efficient using artificial intelligence uh, that's something that we're thinking about right now and that's something that i'm also thinking about in a future shot is kind of how we can apply technologies to that but then also virtual reality So virtual reality literally takes everything and puts them into 3D form. Um, I'm really, really excited about the future of virtual reality because it has a really bright future and it's really going to hit its inflection point with technology where it's going to head into an area where it's kind of everywhere, not just used for gaming. So I'm excited to see the the future about it with medicine and I really think that Being able to have doctors and patients in a virtual world interacting, especially if you're living halfway across the world, will give more momentum for patients to be more open with the doctor, feel some sort of physical connection, even if they're not right beside them. So thinking about how can we kind of channel those ideas uh, through technology, so kind of combining technology with the SDG goal. Um, So right now, obviously, there is not that much being done because of the pandemic, but it was an idea I was piloting before, and I'm coming back to it right now. There is actually a website for it on FutureShot. It's called Virtuary. That's the idea name. So you can check out more about it if you want to learn a little bit more.
0: That is a great idea. (laughs) Uh, I I, I mean, it sounds like even like hopefully we never have another pandemic in our lifetime, but, (laughs) you know, if we did, uh, you know, technology like that, like who knows how it would assist in uh, another pandemic. For sure. <laughs> um, because we are very much in the virtual world right now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah, I, I hate to cut this short.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
0: um, I, I'm going to ask you what uh, has become the show's trademark question. Um, mm-hmm. What does advocacy mean to you?
1: I think it means going out of my comfort zone and thinking about possibilities that I didn't think of before to raise awareness. So I know that most people, when they think about advocacy, think about things like fundraising. They think about raising awareness on social media, which is amazing. It reaches more platforms. But like I said, I like to call myself a moonshot thinker. And that applies to every area of my life, whether that's school, whether that's work. And that also applies to advocacy. So being an advocate to me is thinking about out of box ideas that most people wouldn't think of where I can also be a change maker, not just advocate. where I can take the next step towards not only relying on platforms like social media to you know, spread a change or hopefully get other people to listen, but also include myself in that change, which is kind of what I'm trying to do now. Um, so I think advocacy means a lot of different things to different people. But for me, it thinks for me, it means thinking about out of box ideas ideas that you wouldn't normally think of or associate with being an advocate and using those to my advantage to uh, not only, you know, hope that I'm inspiring other people to make a change for themselves, but not waiting just for that, you know, including myself in that change as well. So I can also tell other people, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I recommend you guys do.
0: Love it. That's part of my (laughs) definition of advocacy too. Um, I think this is a good way to end. Um, would you like, um, to say anything off, uh, anything else before we end off our conversation?
1: Uh, no. Um, thank you so much for inviting me here. It was so much fun. I always love having these conversations and, um, I really, really hope that other people out there can use some of this stuff to, uh, learn and inspire themselves because, uh, we really need more people, uh, teenagers listening to this type of stuff, young adults listening to this type of podcast to actually go out there and make a difference. So thank you so much, Salvatore, for inviting me here. It was so much fun and I'm really, really excited to see where this podcast goes and where other people listening to it, uh, what they do with it as well.
0: Oh, no problem. It's been a great pleasure and uh, I can't wait to see where you end up. (laughs) Uh, It's gonna be an exciting ride for you for sure.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: Um, Your Right to Speak will be posted on the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, Thank you for listening to this week's episode for the Rising Youth Podcast. Uh, For more information about the program we provide or to start your own project, visit risingyouth.ca. Let's raise awareness together.